It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Welcome back to the playground, where the children play and the uh, All experts. The long day. I don't like to rhyme. I find it offensive. <laughs> <laughs> the children play, and me and Arik talk about basketball. We do. That's true. Yeah. How are you doing today? Tired. Didn't sleep too well last night, huh? I didn't sleep too well. That's incredibly perceptive of you. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> when, you, when you know someone as long as I've known you, you, you yeah. just learn to see the signs. Yeah, I I it, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I saw the new Godzilla movie yesterday. That is pretty coincidental because I saw the first Godzilla movie, like the the Japanese one from the nineteen fifties, or the first one in the series. The well, that is the first one in the series. That's the one you saw. What's up? I mean, this is technically considered a sequel to the 2014 one, which was like a, kind of a retelling of, of... Oh, wait, so is the 2001 one not... What's the timeline here? It's it's pretty convoluted, but like, so there's basically... Uh, there's the Showa series, sure. which ran from 1954 to 1975. Sure. Then they took like 10 years off, and then there's the, I think it's Heisei series... Yeah, those are basically the eras of Japanese history that they were made in. Yeah. Okay. And then I think, I'm too honest with it. Those are all Toho Studios. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. The, the last and one is the millennium period. Yeah. The last Toho one was Godzilla Final Wars in 2004. Okay. In 2004? Sure. Oh, wait. No. Sorry. They, they do, uh, they have animated ones now. That's, those are still Toho. Netflix and they one... has three Godzilla movies. What's that? Netflix has three Godzilla movies. Yeah, those are those are made with Toho. Wow. And they also made. But so one... then there's the foreign ones. What's that? There's the Hollywood ones. There's Godzilla in '98, Godzilla in 2014, King of the Monsters in 2019, and then there's Godzilla vs Kong coming out in 2020. Yeah. So you're saying those are not related? Those those three are like a trilogy that are separate. Uh, okay, so what I watched, to be clear, was 1954's Godzilla and 1956's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the American uh, butchering of Godzilla. Do you think the original is superior? To the American one? Yeah. Very much so. Wow. How does it hold up? I think that. 60 years later, 65 years Pretty great. Years later. I mean, the first Godzilla is about something which i don't know if the rest of them are um i i haven't watched any of the others to be honest with you but the first godzilla is about sort of japanese uh feelings towards sort of nuclear fallout weapons sure. h bomb testing a specific incident that happened when the u.s tested the first u.s h bomb on in the marshall islands and a japanese fishing boat was caught nearby and people died of radiation poisoning and stuff so the that first godzilla is is you know about something in a, in a way that the later Godzillas I think are probably not, but mm-hmm. um, and it's like actually a very interesting film. Like the there's a lot of tension in the film between like scientists who want to study Godzilla versus people who want to kill Godzilla, and this 
scientist who's invented this doomsday device versus him not wanting to trigger another arms race and a love mm-hmm. triangle, all this stuff. There's a lot going on. Uh, I think it holds up really well. The special effects are incredibly impressive for... 1954 and the mat work is still impressive today the miniature work is less so we've really you know made huge strides in that area but the mat work i mean i didn't realize until afterwards even how much mat there was for people uh, listening who don't know what mat is that's when they used to do backgrounds uh, via paintings that are they still do it sometimes realistic. yeah uh, they, they, it's mostly uh cg less now, common, but they do no. do it sometimes yeah, less common but so I, I thought that was very impressive. And in, in general, it's it's just a lot of fun. The American one from 56 is kind of a dumpster fire. Okay. They, I mean, they just sort of insert like this American dude in the movie. <laughs> like they just it's impressive. Like they edit it around it. Like they make a completely different narrative uh-huh. or like largely different narrative. They get rid of a lot of the subtlety. Mm-hmm. Um, and insert this American reporter who's just sort of there, and it's like Raymond Burr, and he's very like, I'm an American, and I'm not afraid of anything. Ha, ha, ha. But <laughs> at the same time, he doesn't really do anything, because how could he? But he just kind of like stands there with like a vaguely Asian-looking actor that they hired for to play like the journalist role and like or this military attache role. And they just kind of, he narrates everything. Like, because they didn't dub most of it. Like, they dubbed some conversations between hmm. only conversations between Japanese people, hmm. but not conversations where the American guy is present, where they're speaking in Japanese. And then this other guy translate it, translates it in language that has no connection to what's actually being said. Sweet. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's impressive. Like it's an impressive feat and it was extremely successful. I just learned it was the first Japanese movie to like make any money in America, basically. Um, like the previous high, it made like two million dollars in nineteen fifty six. It's pretty good. And the previous high was like two hundred grand for Rashomon. So wow, yeah, which which Rashomon made over like several years. So it's really kind of a, a, a big deal. And 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 Rashomon's in a lot of ways, Rashomon's an incredible movie. But yeah, but I, the the original Godzilla from fifty four, I really like it. There are rumors that, um, well, it's not really a rumor. Criterion now has the rights to basically all of the Toho movies. Oh, cool. And there's supposedly going to be a box set of like a lot of Godzilla movies coming which would be really cool cool how come every time I bring something up that I want to talk about you use it as an excuse to talk about something else that's kind of related that's 100% related I said it's related but like you always like are like I'm like oh cool I saw this movie let me talk about it and you're like that's great I saw this movie and then you just go off it's like well you asked me a question to be fair <laughs> like I said, oh, I saw this other thing, and you said, oh, how does it hold up? And then I answered your question. Yeah, so over the course, kind of like think it's minutes. your fault. I kind of think it's your fault. But how was the new Godzilla? Uh, maybe I don't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, live your life. Maybe I'm a little zillied out. I don't think that's true. You could never be zillied out. Uh, it was. It was fine. Um, the special effects are. The 2014 one I liked a lot, despite having like a, just a completely nonsensical dumb story the Godzilla stuff like really sold it and they did a really good job of conveying the size of Godzilla in all these like cool ways Hmm. this one didn't really have as much of that and a lot of the time that Godzilla is battling monsters it's kind of in the background um Hmm. most of the film is like uh it's Kyle Chandler and like Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things um and it is it is equally dumb story to the first one and for some reason they they focus on it a lot more in in this one so i was a little disappointed but 
It seemed like uh, there were some. I don't know. The, the what I saw what I what I saw people saying was that it was a little um, overwrought. Yeah, yeah. You, to say the least. Yeah. That? I mean, I think where Godzilla has been successful is when it's sort of tongue-in-cheek fun. Yeah, I, I buy that. And I heard that was less the case for this particular one. But I would still kind of like to see it because the trailers were kind of cool. I think it's definitely it's worth watching if you like Godzilla. Do I Should I watch the previous American Godzilla from 2000-whatever? Yeah, first? you should, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. And that one's actually pretty well done. Although, again, the story is completely idiotic. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to, if you're watching Godzilla for like, other than the first one, if you're watching Godzilla for like a thoughtful story, you might be, you might be making some poor choices. <laughs> the other thing is like, um, I hate it when uh, this is this. If you're like super sensitive about spoilers for a movie that has like a horrible plot, uh, cover your ears. But this this is going to be like a very light. So how are we going to uh, do this podcast if my ears are... No, I, you know I don't care at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't really... I, I just want to say this for the most sensitive people out there. And you know sure. me. I don't like very to ruin movies for people. But no, I don't it's have very them. respectful of you. Um, they do this thing in the movie where the villains, the human villains, are these, like, fundamentalist environmentalists. Oh. Who, like PETA types or, like, worse? Like, worse. Like, they, okay. they're basically Can't trying to destroy humanity using titans... So that the earth will be saved because humans are destroying the earth, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do know. (laughs) And (laughs) I, I, I hate it when movies have villains that are, have those kind of like motivations and they just turn them into these like cartoonish extremists because we live in an age where people should be super concerned about the environment and thinking about like pragmatic solutions and to have... I just feel like every time there's a character like that in a film, they just make it black and white. And they're like, well, this person wants to kill everyone, so he's wrong. And let's not do anything, <laughs> you know? I do. I do know. Yeah. So anyway. That sounds that, annoying. What's that? That sounds annoying. That was that was a gripe. That yeah. was a gripe. That's, that seems like a pretty realist, you know, reasonable gripe Yeah. to me. I was, I was reading about some other... Because, like, there's a scientist in... The first Godzilla, who, like I said, who really wants to sort of study Godzilla uh-huh. instead of instead of killing him because the the army just wants to, you know, kill him. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about some American uh, monster movie from around the same era whose name I do not remember, but where the um, the scientist in that movie like did not care at all, like if people got killed as long as he got to study his monster. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what you're describing. Yeah, and it sounded pretty pretty bad. So yeah. you you should watch it and uh, tell me what you think. Um, I should watch it and yeah. tell you what I think. Please, I'm dying to know. I know how much you love knowing what I think. Um, I have my tickets <laughs> for uh, Toy Story Four on Thursday. I'm very excited. Uh, I saw a review. I didn't read it. I, the headline said that it was awesome, but also should be the last one, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of shocked yeah. they made another one because okay. you never saw the third one. But uh, the I thir- didn't see the third one. I love the second one. The third one is like literally one of my favorite movies of all time, um, and I just think it's like I think it's just tremendous uh, entertainment uh, that is emotionally fulfilling in the spirit of like 
like an Indiana Jones movie or Back to the Future. It's just so wow. dang well done and so entertaining. Yeah, um, it's high praise. Yeah, and but it also ends on a note that feels like it could have like easily like they wouldn't have to go back. But I'm I'm glad they are. I love those characters, and I'm really curious to see you know ten years later uh, how they justify making another one of these. Sure. And I know nothing about it, so please shut your mouth. I don't know anything about it. Okay, good. Um, any other non-basketball things you feel like talking about? Hmm. Non-basketball thing. Well, you know, I mean, we don't have to talk about the hockey, but we could talk about the Congratulations to you and the great city of St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) I would feel bad for you, but I know you don't care. I mean, I, I care, but I also at the same time, like, you know, uh, two teams that I care about more won championships in the last year. And yeah, my, my cup yeah, runneth you, over. You've had a good run and I don't run. see any reason why it's going to not continue. I feel like your football run. I mean, are we sure that Tom Brady is mortal? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, so I, I, I'm not that worried for you. I have to say as your friend, I appreciate that. But I do also, yeah. when we, we talked about it, uh, uh, the, either the next day or the night of you were a very very gracious uh winner oh thanks yeah i mean i'm extremely happy they are my favorite hockey team uh and really when basketball was a sadness for me they kind of filled the void for a few years i mean i like ultimately i i had to conclude that i just like basketball more than i like hockey mm-hmm. and it's really hard to follow multiple winter sports yeah, yeah, that's exactly why I, I tend to like not watch much basketball during the uh, or much hockey during the basketball season. Right, which is, I just think that's completely reasonable. But um, I do love them very, very much, and it was their first title in fifty-two years of franchise existence. It's always nice to have. I mean, I feel the same way about the Raptors, which we'll get to. It's just really nice when cities win for the first time, mm-hmm. it, or the first time in a very, very long time. If it's been like generationally. Like, you know, Boston in 2004, for example. It's just really nice. Like, people are just so excited. Yeah, for and sure. And I think that that's wonderful. And then for me personally, I just didn't really think it was ever going to happen because they were... The thing is, I feel like it's actually in some ways quite similar to the Red Sox situation where it's like you have a team that was historically great. Like, mm-hmm. the Blues made the playoffs for 26 straight years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like an incredibly talented franchise that like spent money, did all the things you want to do, and they just never could get over the the final hurdle. Like, it would just always end in sadness, Mm -hmm. right? So to have it finally work out for them is just, it's awesome, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But I sort of wish it had been at the expense of another team other than yours, your ostensible team, I should say. I I know you don't, like I said, like we said, you don't particularly care, but, you know, you, you like it when the Bruins are doing well. Yeah, no, I, I like the Bruins. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I watch them in the postseason, and I root for them. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah, well, that's great. I really, truly, truly wish uh, every uh, city would get to experience that, that joy that happens when you win a championship, especially one after it's been a while, because it is a, it, it's a great feeling it really kind of unifies people and it's it's amazing how it just kind of affects the the spirit and character of a of a city uh or county even um (laughs) like when the red sox won in 2004 i was living in vermont and you could hear literally like like all over like everyone was cheering like you could hear it out of people's houses like 
it was it was uh it was that and when Barack Obama won the first time was just like the most uh, collective elation I've ever seen. That one was crazy. And I've seen Weird Al in concert twice. <laughs> well, well then. <laughs> All right, so we should we transition then to the main event? Yeah, so we basically have two things to talk about, and, and let's start with the finals. Um, man, uh, speaking of cities that you can feel good for, uh, Toronto won the, the first title in franchise existence. In fact, they were playing in their first finals ever. Um, good for yeah, them. They are one for one. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated, uh, exactly. Uh, you you got to feel happy for them, but at the same time, uh, they beat a team that was, <laughs> by the end, probably could have would have lost to half the NBA. Yeah, um, th- there were two things that I feel like did kind of spoil it for me. Number one is what you said, that like the injury is just mounted to the point of no return. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't lose your top, you know, two and a half players to injury and not and not have it matter. But I think the second thing for me is that, you know, I was rooting hard for the Raptors and then that uh, that uh, cheering for KD thing. Yeah. That really rubbed me the wrong way. I know it's not everybody, blah blah blah, but like that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I I I agree. It was it's it was a really bad look. Uh, just a horrible horrible to root for injuries of an opposing player. But I I've got to be honest. Like I also feel like uh, I feel a little less strongly about it just because I know that people get really caught up in the moment and yes you wish people had the presence of mind to uh be human beings at all times um i do i do wish that you're right but i think that's also kind of a big ask and you know uh i think it was zach Lowe that was saying this on his pod but but like like you don't know if that was like you know there's there's 20 whatever thousand people it it was not a hundred people it sounded much much louder than that you're right that i don't know how many people but what if it was like one thousand you know i mean i yeah. I don't know. When the team players of the team are like, what the heck are you all doing? It's, it's yeah. just it's just a bad look. Like, I, I, I'm not saying, you know, they're doomed forever. I'm just saying not a great look. I agree. Um, it was not a good look. Uh, hopefully this is something that people remember so that when it happens in the future, uh, which it inevitably will because players get hurt all the time, they, they don't do the same thing. Um, I just feel like, yeah, those people are crappy people that did that for doing it. Um, but I, I just, I can't. Under the same circumstances, I feel like that would happen in like ninety percent of the cities where basketball is played. That's depressing. Yeah, it's de- it's depressing. But like, I just, I just think the whole thing isn't even really worth uh, litigating. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying that for me personally, it led to a rooting for the warriors which made me feel weird that is strange yeah i was uncomfortable yeah. with that state of affairs you know uh i watched at a bar uh with my brother and some other people and uh he was visibly uh happy when the warriors lost because as you know he like me does not really enjoy the warriors um and uh <laughs> a, a woman followed him into the main the men's bathroom confronted him and ended up like 
like actually physically assaulting him. She was so upset. Oh my god. Okay, well that's also not great. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, I, I understand people get upset and, and people have like uh hostility towards teams others than their own uh, other than their own, but sometimes you want to just remind people like, "Hey, like if there aren't other teams, there's no one for you to play and you can't enjoy the sport." No, that's not true, Herb. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, you got to you, you got to embrace it to some degree. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, that that was like a bad look. Um, and yes, uh, I got to say, like, it's funny how these things change. But I feel kind of bad for the Warriors uh, and their fans for what they're looking at. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I feel like no matter what, they offer Clay a max, however long he wants. He'll probably be back by like the the you know the beginning of the next calendar year, which would just be a couple months into the season. Um, and that's an injury that people tend to come back from like a hundred percent. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried particularly at all about about Clay. Yeah. Uh, as far as Durant goes. Um, you, I remember we were talking about this, and you said that you, if you were the Warriors, you'd just give him a max right now. Yeah. I think that's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, in some sense it's crazy, but it's like even if they don't give him that, mm-hmm. they don't have any real way to improve the team anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like that money, they don't it's, – it's one of these that's things right, where they, they're, they're so far over the cap that losing right. one of those max players – yeah. So like if if they kind of have to in my opinion what I'm saying is they kind of just have to gamble that he's going to come back from this. Man, I don't know. A guy will be it's a gamble. Too when he comes back for, with No, that it's a gamble. Game. No doubt. That's, a, that's like, an what, expensive gamble. It it's yeah, who cares? It's I don't I'm not trying to worry about Joe Lacob's money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I you know, like I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but like I, How would you time, feel if uh Let's say like the your your pseudo team, the Trailblazers, if they gave Kevin Durant that kind of money, they, they signed him to a four million, you know, hundred and sixty million dollar, uh, hundred and sixty million dollar contract. Would you I mean, that? I have to say, I'm pretty bullish on Durant uh, in a way that I would not be on a lot of other players because mm-hmm. what he is good at does not seem like it's super dependent on athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like he's not. What he what makes him special is his size and his shooting ability, mm-hmm. both of which are not going away because he hurt his ankle. So I think that, or his Achilles or whatever. But like I think that you know, as long as he retains, like he will probably suffer more defensively than offensively. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as long as he comes back able to move around, like yeah, he'll be a little more of a Dirk type. He'll still be an incredible player. Like he'll still be, in my opinion, he will still be worth that money. Uh, almost almost no matter what and so like i'm just not that worried it's not like a uh you know one of these other guys who who's trying to come back and is kind of dependent on their athleticism and then they come back and it's like oh you can't move the same like i just am not i'm not as concerned about that so maybe that's partially why i just don't care as much yeah i mean i do see what you're saying i just think I, i i mean the track record with this injury is literally like like, it's true. No one, no one has bucked the trend of this injury. It's true. So, no, it's true. And it's, I, it, it's very true. 
and I hope he's okay. Like, let, let me be clear. Like, like I know I've said plenty of, of stuff about Kevin Durant. and I'm not. No, but you don't him. wish that on anybody. Yeah, I, I, I want him to be okay. Because um, ultimately, the, you know, the joy of, of basketball, while we love watching it, is, is seeing people who have mastered this sport uh, just play it uh, at, at the highest level. And, and yeah, you want to see you want to see your team beat him, not him go out the, this kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I hope whatever the the kind of the last third or so of his career, whatever whatever that storyline is, I hope it's something that he gets to author, and it's not man, he was great. It's too bad that happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You just don't want to see people go out that way. No, no one. Yeah, nobody. Um, yeah. So it is going to be interesting to see what the the league is like next year, you know? Um, it's going to be a very different – it's likely to be a very different-looking league next year. If Kawhi leaves, which people still seem to think he might too, which is Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that they think he'll do the one-and-one. One. Like yeah. basically just come back to, to go for the repeat. Uh-huh. And then and take like a thirty million with a thirty six million player option, and then with the assumption that they'll if they win the title again, maybe he stays. But if they don't, then he can leave and say, "Okay, we, I, I did my best." Yeah. Which, if he does that, all respect. Like that's that to me feels like an incredibly reasonable solution. Yeah, but, I think uh, you know he he got traded there. He won them a title. I think he can he can do whatever he wants. You know, and I. I feel like Toronto's got to feel that way too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they want him to stay. Oh, of course. They yeah, be, they would be stupid not to want him to stay. But I'm sure that yeah, I would assume that they feel like okay, you know, you've earned the right. You you. It's a little bit like you know, we would feel very differently about LeBron going to the Lakers. However, you feel about it now, mm-hmm. people would feel very differently about it if he hadn't won that title. For sure, yeah. Like, he knew he could do that. Like, when he went to Cleveland, it was like, this dude cannot leave again, right? Like, but he knew he could leave again because he won them that title. Hmm. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. yeah. Who Who do you think is the favorite in the West next year? As it stands right now, Houston. Yeah. Houston, interesting. But it really depends on what the Lakers do next. It really depends on what happens with Denver, Portland, Utah. Like, I mean, there's so, the Clippers. There's so much up in the air right now. I, mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet, like, this is one of the craziest Julys ever, and it's June 18th. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was, pretty, <laughs> was pretty clever. Yeah. So, I mean, it really is going to depend on, on those details because, like, you know, I I think that the that the combination of Davis and LeBron is probably the best from a fit and talent standpoint that we're going to have in the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. But they have shown no ability to put a competent team around them. So. Yeah, I guess I guess let's just use this as a segue to talk about this. The other large story uh, since our last. Oh no, pod. the large story is what's happening in Boston, but we'll get there. Oh, you want to talk about that? I really do. Okay, well, we, we we can talk about that after. But yeah, so as everyone in the world knows, the Lakers traded uh, for Anthony Davis, and they got <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Lakers gave up 
three picks. A lot. And then... And a uh, pick swap. Does that include the pick swap? Oh, sorry. It's, it's Is it four picks in a pick swap or three picks Hold on. In a it's, pick swap? It's, it's, it's this year's number four. Yeah. It's next year's if it's in the top eight, if not the following year. Yeah. It's another... It's three picks in a pick swap. Okay. All all picks being unprotected or or un, unprotected for the Lakers. With, right. With a protection that if it's outside of the top eight, they don't have to take one of them. It's it's amazing. And, and the option, by the way, and the option to punt on one of them later on. Yeah. It's um, incredible. It's absolutely incredible. People are calling it the Nets 2.0, comparing it to that, uh, that really uh, horrible trade the Nets made with the Celtics uh, in, what was that, man, 2014? Um, Something like that. Yeah, so... I got to say, I find it really strange how many people are saying things like the Lakers are the title favorite for next year. Um, They have LeBron and Davis, and those guys are great. And they kept Kyle Kuzma, and he's pretty good. And then I think they have a few people under contract that are people that... Mo (laughs) Wagner, people like that. Yeah, people that aren't as good. Um they're going to have somewhere between like twenty six and thirty million dollars, depending on whether or not Davis waves his trade kicker, which which he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Yeah. Um, well, let's so let's start with this. If you're so the, the debate right now is, do you go all in and try to get one other like really great player at almost max money, or do you try to spread it around so that team has a little bit of depth, or at least maybe like a whole starting lineup. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I think that I get another star player, Interesting. which I know sounds crazy, but it's like, they don't have a lot of chances to do that mm-hmm. because the minute they max out Davis, they're basically going to be capped out for the next many years. So I think that no, they try to get that have Davis on like a max contract. Uh, no, they they don't. They're going to be able to give him the extension. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And once so that once extension they give him, kicks in, they it's like they wouldn't be able to sign. They will not have room big. But the, here's the problem, though: they don't have room for a max guy anyway. Yeah, they're going to have to get like like either someone who, like someone like Jimmy Butler, who might be willing to take that money for a, a chance to win a title. And I don't think he's him. leaving Philly personally. Really? I don't think so. I think he's going to be in Philly. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Kemba Walker sure we'll is the name people are throwing around. Kemba just makes no sense to me. Okay, why is that? I just—it seems like a weird basketball fit. Like I don't know why you'd want a high usage guard when you have LeBron as your effective point guard and Davis as your secondary. Like it just doesn't Le- seem LeBron, like the right. LeBron fit. is not—he's thirty-five. He can't be like a full-time playmaker. Right, he but that's needs... why you have Davis. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a weird fit to me. But yeah, go for it. But he, I mean, he worked. He fits so well with Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then I mean, Davis is not Kevin Love. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. I probably wouldn't go for him, but he seems like a really. I mean, he's a good dude. Like, you know, <laughs> cool. Uh, they're gonna. They need. They need a point guard. They need. They do need a point guard. They need some t- more talent. But I would just bring back Rajon Rondo. Really? Yeah, he got along really well with both Davis and LeBron. Why would you not do that? Because his like play has diminished so much. 
Yeah. Maybe you'll get playoff Rondo. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, man. Um, yeah, yeah, he's we'll see. definitely a he's a piece of work. <laughs> if it was me, I which it's not. I don't know what I would do. I think, oh, man, they they might win a title in the next two years. They might, uh, but I don't think they will. And I think, <laughs> man, I I think this is crazy. Uh, I forget who said it, but someone said like this trade just shows how desperate they were to uh, desperate they were to kind of make good on like signing LeBron and to be impressive. And it's like, wow, you, you've, <laughs> you have no maneuverability really with the, for anything for the next like four years. And your star is 35 years old. And we saw him get hurt last year. We saw him get, uh, you know, lose a little bit of bounce in his jump, lose a little step in his speed. Like, that stuff does not reverse course. And all these people who are saying, like, oh, LeBron is well-rested and he's going to be so focused and he's going to have an MVP year, it's like, that, I'm going that the just other seems way. extremely optimistic to me. I'm going the other way. Okay. I just watched Roger Federer have the first serious injury of his career, take a bunch of time off for the first time, and come back and win several more majors. So I do think that when you're that level of athlete and you have been on that schedule for that long mm-hmm. and you do get like seven months off, mm-hmm. like he is going to be so well-rested and healthy next year in a way that he probably hasn't been in years. And yes, he is older, but I would not be shocked if he had one to two more very high-level years in him and that this is sort of like a rejuvenation thing because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing actually with the Warriors. Like the best thing, if you're a Warriors fan – the best thing for you might be that they don't make it deep in the playoffs next year and then come back the next year. Like the, there is, I mean, I understand everyone's getting older, but there is something to be said for just the lack of that grind. Like he has been playing extremely high level basketball all the way through to the finals every year for eight years. Yeah. Like that's insane. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's potential. I wanted to, I wanted to, I did want to point out though that there's a story on ESPN right now that just got posted. Okay. Sources, Lakers hustling to create max salary slot. The Lakers were engaging additional teams on Tuesday to take on the contracts of 3 of the remaining 4 players on the team's roster, Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and Jamario Jones, league sources said. Like what that is, is How are they going to get people to take those guys? <laughs> the Lakers are pursuing the purchase of second-round picks, understanding that they need avenues to acquire inexpensive talent and contracts that will only count as minimum salaries against the cap. The Lakers would probably need to incentivize the trading of those salaries with cash or draft considerations. It's amazing. Boy, it's crazy. So they're so they do want a max slot. They want one more star, and then they're, they definitely they're want one more star. Yeah. Twelve people on minimum contracts. It's going to be incredible. Holy moly. That's, see, I think that's just like, I just don't think that's a recipe for success in the modern NBA. We're going to find out. That's for sure. Boy. Yeah. And yeah, like we saw what they put around LeBron last year. It was, (laughs) it was pretty bad. Um, I know they look good for a little while. Well, we'll see. I, you know, I don't want the Lakers to get another ring because I don't want them to tie the Celtics, but this is, 
this is still something I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think in three to five years, we're all going to be talking about what a huge mistake this was and how screwed they are and how it'll be like another cautionary tale. Maybe. Um, Although I will say that as uh, someone pointed out on a podcast in the last day or two, I think maybe it was the Simmons Russillo podcast. The team that gets the best player in the trade almost always wins the trade regardless of what they give up. Now that's not always true as evidenced by the net situation, but Anthony Davis is 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and although I thought he was injury prone, it was pointed out that he actually hasn't had a significant injury in three years. That's true. So, I mean, you know, even if three, four years from now, it's a bad situation, you know, LeBron falls off the cap, uh, you know, at that point, and, you know, the draft picks, we'll see. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It it might be, I think this is going to be great for New Orleans, but I think it might also be pretty great for the Lakers. And I do like the idea, as as explained by Kevin Arnovitz, I think, that uh-huh. the Lakers are just admitting the fact that they're the Lakers and that they're not a team that's going to, like, slowly build through the draft and do the things that these teams do. Like, they're just going to be the Lakers. And whether it works or not, it, it just sort of feels comfortable. It feels like what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, I know they're the Lakers, but, like, this is, like, this is the Lakers we've known for, like, the last five years. <laughs> this is, like... Well, except they haven't been able to get the star for the last five years. But they've made horrible decisions that have ultimately uh, not worked out. That is for sure true. That's what I think when I hear we're the Lakers, and that's what I see. Like, this trade, does Masai Ujiri make this trade? Does... Danny no, Masai Ujiri for sure does not. Neither of them do. They both haggle it down and... and all of those picks are heavily protected and blah, blah, blah. And I do definitely agree with the notion that who the hell were the Lakers bidding against? Yeah. It just feels like the guy at the bar or at the guy at the casino who's just like, I'll just keep putting money down because I'm, you know, losing and I got to catch up or, or whatever, or someone at an auction who's bidding against no one, but just has to have the thing. So I, I think that that is a very fair point. I just, at the end of the day, they have Anthony Davis and you can't really put a price on that. Yeah, well, they did. <laughs> I think the price they they for sure did. They put a very I, I think specific just, again, price on just it. To, like repeat myself. I think the fact that not a single other like respected GM would have made that trade kind of says a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah for say, sure. Well, but then again, no one would, no one was willing to do the Kawhi thing except Masai. It really depends on what happens next, right? Because the Masai thing or the 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 I mean, it's a different situation because the as has been pointed out ad nauseum now the Raptors had very little to lose. But even still, the Celtics, the Clippers, the Lakers, no one did that trade. And if if it if the Raptors don't win the title, if they lose in the second round, as everyone's pointed out, this looks very different. But the way we're sitting right now, that looks like one of the greatest moves in the history of basketball. Sure. I mean, the way these things work out, you know, like when we'll get to the Celtics in a minute, but every all the moves they made to get yes, where they are now will. were applauded. And now they were obviously like the wrong choices. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like it just it as a consequence of the of what happens. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's not very fair to the Celtics. I mean, they took, they did every step the way you would have said at the time you probably want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it goes, you know? Yeah. It's a um, results oriented, it's, or it's a, a judge based on results situation in the same way that people are now like, oh, obviously Kevin Durant shouldn't have played. And it's like, wait, what? Like the fact that you got – like no one is suggesting that there's any chance that this is just really bad luck. Like that yeah. seems like the Occam's razor uh, answer to me, mm-hmm. you know, so. 
Well, <laughs> is it Celtics time? I guess we might as well. Yeah. So, but we'll just just to wrap this up. So, uh, this is fun because Ark and I disagree. I think. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think this is gonna. I think the wheels are gonna come off on this. I'm really. I can't wait. For, I can't wait to yeah. find out. And I, you might be right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And I might be wrong. And if I am, yeah. I will certainly admit it. Not that it matters because no one will remember because no one <laughs> listens to this. Oh, podcast. I'm. I'm gonna remember. <laughs> Uh yeah, so why do you want to talk about the Celtics? Uh, I want to talk about the Celtics for three reasons. Okay, is one of them the quote I sent you earlier? One of them is the quote that you sent me earlier, okay. which I have to say I don't really have a problem with that. <laughs> I think I just think in the context of that season and and in the context of everything that's going on now, it's just like really funny for for those of you wondering what we're talking about, um, which is hopefully all of you. <laughs> there was a story that came out earlier today about uh, uh who was it that said this hand i'm clicking on the link gottlieb yeah gottlieb whoever that is whoever that um, is yeah. some guy that was on the herd with colin coward told a story about uh Kyrie Irving walking uh, up to brad stevens before a film session um brad stevens says good morning and Kyrie says what does the word government mean to you <laughs> And then uh, Stevens apparently asks, what does it mean to you? And Kyrie says, control. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say, I have, I just don't think, I mean, Kyrie's a weird dude, no doubt. But they talk at length on that clip like, oh, you don't say like, did you see that game last night? And it's like, nah, man, if you're thinking about some apologies, Herb, and you want to, <laughs> and you want to bring that up, like, I don't know. Like, if you're at a level with someone where you can just be like, yeah, what does government mean to you? Like, it really depends on what tone Kyrie said it with, what his intentions were, what yeah. relationship he has with Brad, like, it just, it just is. It's not a cut and dry thing. Like I, I feel like this is a bunch of jocks. Like, oh, you're a nerd for thinking about things. Like, you know, I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, I think it's funny. You think it's, it's very funny. A normal thing that a normal person it's would say. Totally funny. It's it feels very Kyrie. I just like. I maybe I, my mistake was I read the like responses. Yeah. They were all pretty stupid. Yeah, I mean, people definitely ran with it, and it's not it's not the craziest thing in the world. But, uh, yeah, he just, like, drives. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, the thing is, it's, like, at the point at which, you know, you're annoyed with someone and you're just done with them, then yeah. literally every single thing that they say, you're like, uh, uh. But I have nothing, like, I'm not annoyed with Kyrie Irving, so... For me, this is not a... I just find it funny. Okay. And like, you know, whatever. The second thing I want to talk about is the fact that apparently Kyrie is ghosting the Celtics. Uh, I I had read that he was had been pretty upfront since the season ended about his intentions and stuff. Where, where did you hear this? Uh, multiple sources on Twitter today saying that the Celtics have been unable to get a hold of him. Well, Similarly to the way that Cleveland couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, he's pretty clearly gone. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, I would have liked for him to stay, but uh, I'm I'm also fine with it. I think everything, you know, all the bad blood, all the, every, you know, he just, he just made the season really unfun. Um, it's brutal for the Celtics because they set up this Anthony. I mean, people knew they they were going for Anthony Davis five years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they don't deserve, you know what I mean? It's not like 
they deserve to have Anthony Davis. It's just like, wow, that is a tough beat. Like, yeah. You, you played all your cards theoretically right, although not all of them, because remember that that uh, Anthony Davis's dad, uncle, friend, whoever, did not want him to play there because of what they did to Isaiah Thomas. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a slam dunk anyway, but it is kind of just crazy that all of those well-laid plans, all of that asset building, and they still have not won a title, have not made the finals, and they may never. Or they might. Who knows? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. man. And then the third really thing. it on. The third thing is that Al Horford is leaving the Celtics. Uh, that yep that that was reported today that he's likely going to go somewhere else. How do you it feel sounds, about that? It sounds like they were negoti- trying to negotiate a contract, and he just wanted more money than they were willing to give. I love yeah. Al Horford. He yeah, was he's great. A huge part of what we did, but he's thirty three. If he wants a four year contract, um, I don't know. I, I I love Al, and I wish it could have worked, but I wouldn't give him like tons of money for the next four years. Yeah, it would have had to be. The length is going to be the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be wanting to be paying him at 37. I Yeah, I think if he was, like, if he wanted four years, $60 million, I think about saying yes. But what if I, he wants four years, 90? I wouldn't do it. Yeah, and apparently, and I mean, I don't know if that's what he wanted, but whatever he wanted, the Celtics also wouldn't apparently do it. But it's like he was the he was the free agent that that sort of changed the the feeling on Celtics and free agents and yeah and now he's leaving it just is it's a weird vibe yeah you know I mean pretty much everything that could have got you know we got Gordon Hayward cool awesome you sign a guy like that then he breaks his leg two minutes into his first game uh, yeah we had all these picks um, and. You know, so we got some nice players with some of them, but then like this year, that Kings pick ended up being like way higher than anyone thought it was going to be. Um, the Kyrie thing, you know, he was—they thought they could sell him on the culture, and they did. And then he kind of just alienated everyone by being crazy and aloof and all the stuff that he does. Uh, apparently, he would often just kind of ignore what the game plan was for a game and just kind of freewheel like uh that's that's going to be someone else's problem now i i gotta say like the third thing was on uh, al holford sorry um i'm so so at peace with all of this like i i just thought last year was so miserable and i'm just ready to move on like yeah you had a lot more fun when the team was not as good not because the team was not as good but just because they were so much more likable they were trying and they played for each other, you know. And I think, I think, hopefully, we can get kind of back to focus. We still have uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and uh, Jason Tatum. You know, we've got some really nice young players. We suddenly have money to spend, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Danny Ainge is is uh, pretty creative and uh, uh i can't wait to see what he does this off season um i i really really am completely at peace with it like al thanks for everything sorry to see you go no hard feelings Kyrie, don't let the door hit you <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie, don't let the door thanks. hit you where the good lord split you <laughs> thanks for nothing um yeah it it was really fun to watch Kyrie that first year it was fun at times to watch him this year but uh 
he's and a divisive weird. player, shall we say? Yeah, I think he's I think he's great, and he could easily lead a team, you know, far into the playoffs again. Like he can, you know, I don't think he could be the best player on a championship team, but I think he can be the second best player on a championship team, as we've seen. I think that's the problem already. I think that's well, exactly the problem with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, he wants to go to Brooklyn. He wants to be. It's funny, this is not my observation. Other people have been saying this. Like, he wants to be around another team with a lot of promising young talent that he can lead. It's like, good luck. Like, yeah, It's like, man, I really messed this up. I just need to try with different people. Yeah, yeah. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> that uh, Skinner mean. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not a huge Nets fan. They're a divisional rival. I thought... The story with them this year was really endearing. I thought they were really fun to watch. I thought it was awesome that they got they got a win in the playoffs, right? We, I'm almost Nets? certain they did. Yeah. Yeah, they won one, right? I think they won one game, um, which is great. Uh, if you're a team like the Nets and Kyrie wants to play for you, there's nothing you can do but pay him. But, man... It's just it's just impossible to believe that it's not going to be the exact same thing all over again. So let me ask you this about that. I, I mean, you're probably right. But how would you feel? Yes, they won a game in the first round against the Sixers. Uh-huh. How would you feel if he goes to the Nets and it's like kumbaya time? It's Ubuntu all over again. Man, that's like you saying, how would you feel if like <laughs> all the hair fell off your head? And like, you know, it's, it's like that's not going to happen. It could. Um, for the record, I do have very thin hair, but I just spent like all at <laughs> once. Um, <laughs> it has not all fallen off your head. Uh, I just don't think it will. But okay, to to indulge you, if that happens, mm. like would that change your feeling about things? I guess that would just just make me wonder, like what was like what was so bad about Boston? Like why? That's that's yeah. That's how I would feel, right? Like yeah. what what is it? What's the deal? Yeah, he's by all accounts he loved Brad Stevens. By all accounts, he initially really liked those young guys. He liked Al. Um, he was friends with Gordon Hayward. Like, what what happened that that made it so tense? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading someone say today like that when Al Horford comes back to play a game in the Boston Garden, they'll give him a standing ovation, and when Kyrie comes back, he is going to be he's going to be so heavily booed. Yes. And he, you know, he brought it on himself to a, a, a large degree. He might I mean, be less popular in Boston than the guy who shot David Ortiz. Wow. No. <laughs> I'm joking, that. but like. Yeah. Do we understand yet what that dude's motivation was? Uh, there are all sorts of rumors. Let's let's not speak to that until we know for sure. There, okay. I don't want to like. I no no no. We, let's not talk about it unless we knew for sure. But we don't. So that's fine. We don't. We don't. Right. Um, well, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I, it's going to be crazy. Oh, it's going to be crazy. A lot of people are pouring dirt on the Celtics and saying like, it's funny. So when the, the Davis trade happened, I immediately, uh, listened to the take on the locked on Lakers podcast, which I'd never listened to before. Um, cause I just wanted to see what they would say about it. Um, sure. and you could kind of tell like they they recorded it like minutes after the trade was announced and they were Mm. definitely not like slapping each other on the back and celebrating they were like huh and at that point they didn't even know what was given up you know they're like wow 
that's uh that sounds like a lot to give up but uh we got davis you know and then <laughs> the last segment of their pod was them dumping on the celtics and celebrating like how bad they think the celtics are going to be um i just don't i just don't think they're going to be that bad i think they're going to be i you know they're they're not going to be top four in the east unless they make like a huge move but like Gordon Hayward might be back to form next year. You know, it took Paul George about that long and he's look at him now. He's amazing. You know? Yeah. And I think that's your best, that's your best situation is that you basically your free agent actually, I mean, they have people always say, Oh, our free agent is, is this guy coming back? But like that really could be the case this year because that is, it does seem like those kinds of catastrophic injuries are often two year injuries. So Yeah. yeah, he should certainly be better than he was last year. And he had some he had some really nice games last year. He did. He there were times when he looked did. really good. If he can do that a little bit more consistently, that's a great player to have as your first option. You know, um, we'll see what happens with the point guard thing. Like, does Terry Rozier stay because Kyrie's gone? I'd be fine yeah, with that. man. Scary Terry. Yeah. yeah, and then you know Jalen Brown was so good last year. Once he kind of figured it out, he struggled early, and then he was really really good. Jason Tatum. Some bad shot selection. Some some of that didn't go yeah, great. Stay the but, hell away from Kobe Bryant. Yeah, please. I wonder how much of that also was playing with Kyrie, you know, and and trying to like you know trying to play over his head. You know, we'll see. But I I, I have hopes. It's only his third year next year. I ho- I hope that Jason Tatum is awesome next year, and I think he can be. You know, um, the sky's not falling. Uh, the reports of our death are premature, and I honestly can't wait for next year because like this. I love basketball so much, and my team was so unpleasant this year. So unpleasant to watch. Um, so Yeah, I'm actually yeah. – this is the point of the year where I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, a meaningless game in November. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Just like that. Just just turning on my team, well, you know, or my substitute team, and just, like, <laughs> following along with a game that doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. And just seeing all the new players, you know, watching us – play someone who got some new players, seeing people in funny, you know, unfamiliar uniforms. Like, I'm really excited for that. Like, I really enjoy the beginning of the season. I I could not agree more. And I, I share your excitement, like, wholeheartedly. Like, you know, hope you have a nice, relaxing summer and not worry too much about sports. Watch the occasional baseball baseball game. Um, I probably will obviously not be next doing month that. We'll, what's that? I will probably not be doing that. You never watch baseball? Well, I mean, it's just I have like the historically awful baseball team to root for. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot. Like... Uh, <laughs> I saw a guy in an old school Mariners hat the other day, and I complimented it, and he was really psyched that I knew what it was. The one that looks like yeah, the people don't down trident. Yeah, yeah, man, the best the best logo that they don't use. They should really go back to that. But <laughs> it's so much better than whatever the heck it's it is. So much better. Yeah. No, there are. I mean. Ooh, they are bad, and they just traded yet another. It's just like it's it's just now. I'm starting to hear maybe 2022, 2023. It's like what the hell? <laughs> like this team has been good like three times in my whole life, and now you're I'm saying sorry, it's going to be 20 years. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm just. I'm sorry. Just, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so you just can I don't know go to a, a public pool or something. Enjoy your summer. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna mostly be off this summer. We decided we're gonna. Well, gonna we're, do still, the we're still gonna only. do like 
we'll still do like a post draft thing maybe or like a yeah. post free agency thing but yeah gonna... we'll definitely do at least one or two more before the season starts again but yeah we're not going to be and doing I might end up doing to... uh I might end up doing a couple with some of our our Pat's guests if uh if I really get the urge and and we and I fully support that everybody just in case you think there's any beef I just no beef. uh no I'm just I'm just tired and I have a lot going on and I don't know that I'm going to have time, but I will, I'm looking, whenever I'm not doing it, I will be excited for whatever Herb's doing and I will, I'm looking forward to next season. We're definitely going to keep the podcast going. It's just going to be on a little mini off season, mostly hiatus, not totally hiatus, but mostly hiatus. Yeah. So the three of you listening, don't panic. (laughs) Don't panic. We'll be back. (laughs) Um, Cool. Anything else you want to say? Just have a great summer, everybody. (laughs) Well, we, again, we are probably going to do Yes, 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 I know. Weeks. It's fine. I can still wish people a nice summer. No, you may not. Take it back. Okay. I take it back. Cool. Uh, everyone have a nice summer, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>